أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وأفضل الصلاة وأتم التسليم على سيدنا محمد رؤوف الرحيم للقدر العظيم وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين اللهم ابسط علينا رحمتك وانشر علينا حكمتك وافتح علينا فتوح العارفين ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وأستبرئ من حولي وقوتي إلى حول الله تعالى وقوته فإنه لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم So welcome to uh, our fourth class uh, on the aphorisms of Sayyidi Al-Imam Ahmad ibn Abdul Karim ibn Atayillah Sakandari rahimahullahu ta'ala a great man of Allah, a great uh, Sufi leader, a great uh, Arif Billah, and a great uh, sage of uh, the people who uh, ever lived. And uh, as you noticed that in the last week and the week before and the week before in the last three classes, we always had a theme. So our theme for the first week was uh, not to focus too much on planning and to uh, fulfill your duty, your responsibility. Uh, the next class, the second class, which was literally at the beginning of Ramadan, we looked at the importance of uh, fixing and uh, firming and, uh, and solidifying our foundations in our relation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as a start, as a start for anything that we would do in the month of Ramadan. Uh, we spoke... We quoted some wisdoms, some aphorisms similar to man ashraqat bidayatu ashraqat nihayatu. If you have a, an illuminated start, you will have an illuminating end. And that min alamat al-nujh fi nihayat al-ruju' ila Allah fi al-bidayat. That one of the indications of success in the ends is that you return to Allah at the beginnings. The importance of foundations. Last week, uh, the, 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 the theme that we, we worked around was uh, adab, specifically adab, and the importance of uh, breaking habits, breaking bad habits, uh, that we should not think that we can get anything from Ramadan unless Ramadan has actually helped us break our habits. Ramadan fasting is about about breaking habits. The Prophet wasallam said, that the best fasting uh, to Allah, the most beloved pattern of fasting was that of Dawood. He would break his fast one day and he would fast another, the, the day next. So every, every other day. The, the commentator said, This was the best, the most beloved form of Siyam to Allah. Not because of the pattern itself, but because it leaves the nafs without a habit. I.e., when you break your fast one day and you eat the next day, and what happens is your nafs, your ego, does not have a pattern that it can just relax in. And that's the point. The point is that you, do not, you don't want to, to relax your nafs. Once it's relaxed, it will start having spiritual fats. And if it has spiritual fats, it will not be able to process knowledge properly. And sometimes it might be even be distracted by that. So we talked about breaking the habits. We talked about khalwa, uh, and uh, we talked about what we get in the khalwa, in the in the in the in the spiritual retreat, uh, thinking, and we and understanding, and uh, and we talked about uh, silence and the importance of silence and the relation between fasting and silence. Today, what we will be doing, brothers and sisters, is we we will be talking about 
some of the traps, and that actually fits perfectly because this is our fourth class. Our next class is the last class. So the next class will be focused on how do we know that what we have done in Ramadan is actually accepted and how can we continue the post-Ramadan the post-Ramadan spiritual journey. This, is, this, is, will, this will be our theme for next week. But for this week, we will be actually looking at some essential traps uh, that, uh, that, that we need to beware of. Uh, one of these traps, Ibn Atayullah Sakandari says, in, uh, this is wisdom number 18. Wisdom number 18. He says, إِحَالَتُكَ الْأَعْمَالَ عَلَى وُجُودِ الْفَرَاغِ مِنْ رُعُونَاتِ النَّفْسِ your postponement of deeds till the time when you're free, your postponement of deeds till the time when you're free, is one of the frivolities of the ego. It is a sign that the person is frivolous or superficial or his judgment is not right, that he keeps postponing things and saying, I will do this next, I will do this next week, I will do this next month, I will do this uh, tomorrow, I will do this after Ramadan. Ramadan, brothers and sisters, teaches us a very important lesson in investing in time and taking and seizing the opportunity. The people of Allah have known that one of the diseases of a student of knowledge, one of the diseases of a seeker of spiritual elevation, one of the diseases of uh, uh, anyone who wants to achieve anything, even in material life, is that he does not take the, 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 the opportunity and act on the instruction on the spot. There is always delayed kind of a backlog of wishes and plans that we have and promises that we make with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and say, inshallah, when I'm free, I will do this. Ramadan teaches us, brothers and sisters, what do we do at the beginning of Ramadan? We see the moon, right? We see the moon. Imagine, brothers and sisters, if someone at the beginning of the month of Ramadan, they saw the moon, so this is the time for fasting. This is the actual time. But this person has started a diet before Ramadan that he has to eat in the middle of the day. and So he says, I, now this individual has an action, has a deed, which is what? Fasting. Fasting is a deed. And this fasting is due because of the seeing of the moon. You have sighted the moon. But you already have a plan. That you already had a plan in place. I need to eat at this time of the day and at that time of the day in order to keep my body in shape or in order to keep a specific diet. If this person says, I'm going to delay fasting until i am free or until i'm done with the until i'm done with my current diet i have already started this program what can i do yes i know it's it's a amal it's an action it's a deed that is required from me now but i'm going to delay this what would you say to that person if that person misses ramadan misses the 30 days of ramadan or started halfway because he was engaged with something else would you say that this person is smart would you say that this person has respected Ramadan? Would you say that this person has any sense of uh, sanity? No. Why? Because he left the opportunity 
What's the opportunity? It's now. Ramadan is now or never. The Prophet says, If anyone breaks his fast in the month of Ramadan without a, in a day of Ramadan, without an excuse, the fasting of the whole dahr. Dahr has two meanings, brothers and sisters. One of its meanings is life. So according to this meaning, it will be if he were to fast all his life, that will not make up for that one single day of Ramadan. The second one, the second meaning of dahr is a year. So it would have meant if he were to fast for the whole year, that wouldn't make for one single day. One single day, yes, one single day. One single day compared to 360 days, 65 days, yes. Why? Because he has delayed the amal from its time. He has delayed the action, the deed. He postponed his deed. When he postponed his deed, he missed the fadl. He missed the, the, the merit. He missed the virtue, the virtue of the time, the virtue of running after and seizing the opportunity. What do they say? Cop diem. Catch the opportunity when it is there. In Salah, the Prophet says, The best of deeds, the most beloved to Allah, is to pray on time. Why is prayer on time? Because you are respecting, you did not postpone. We have a system, we have an ecological system, brothers and sisters, a spiritually ecological system that teaches us how to respect the time, how to observe the universe. In the morning, we observe the Fajr. And then after Fajr, till sunrise, there is no Nawafil. Isn't it? There is no Nawafil. Why do we do Nawafil before Fajr? We do Raghibatul Fajr or what some others call Sunnatul Fajr. And then after Fajr, there is no Nawafil until sunrise and after sunrise until the time for Nafila is allowable. Why? Because... Well, even though I have that time free, I can fill in everything. No. Why? To teach us that we should not delay our deeds until there is a space, until there is faragh, until I am free. Why is that? Because no one, no living being is free. A free man is a dead man. Right? A free man is a dead man. And I mean by that, you will be free only when you die. This life, you have shughl. You are always in what? Shughl. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the, Quran, in the Quran, in Surah Yaseen, as you all know, Inna ashab al fi shughl. That the people of Jannah on this day, they are in shughl. They are busy. But what are they busy with? They're not busy with work. Fakihun. Fakaha in Arabic means to joke and to chat and to relax. So they are busy with chatting. They are busy with talking. They are busy with relaxation. Well, how can they be busy with relaxation? Because they worked when, when, it, when they were required to work. Now, someone might say, why are you so uh, uh, highlighting the, 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 the act of postponement as a sign of frivolity and stupidity? Why? He said, Number one, that's what Zarruq rahimahullah ta'ala says. He said, number one, because you are striving in what has been secured to you. And we said at the very beginning of the month, in the first class, we said 
being busy with what has been secured for you, that you forget what has been requested from you, is an indication that you don't understand anything. Ijtihaduka fima. Ijtihaduka fima dumina laka. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already taken care of what? He has already taken care of your rizq. He has already taken care of uh, in this month of Ramadan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already taken care of all other actions. He said to you, now stop all other actions and just focus in what? Focus in Ramadan. Focus in fasting. So if you say he has already subhanahu wa ta'ala said, don't worry. As for your diet, I am the one who has the sihha. I am the one who owns the health. I am the one who gives health and I'm the one who takes away health. Don't worry. Fast. Right? Fast. Tawakkal. Have that tawakkul. Fast. So when you say, no, 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 I need to take care of my health. Huh? I need to take care of my health. I need to continue my diet. Then you are striving to maintain what has been secured and you are neglecting what has been required. Number two, he said, لأنه إحالة لمهم شرعا وعقلا على محال عادة. He said, because you are postponing something which is important. Intellectually, it's important. And legally, it's important. What's that? Good deeds. Good deeds are, are, are intellectually important. Why are they intellectually important? Because they save you. If anything is saving you or will bring benefit to you longer term benefit, then it's important, right? And legally, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala associated falah, success, with good deeds. So now what, you, what, is, what are you doing is you are postponing something which is legally and intellectually important on something that is impossible habitually. What do you mean by impossible habitually? That if you look at the law of nature, and you really want to applying the, the universal laws to locate a point in time which you can call faragh, free time, you will not find that. In other words, if you, by means of induction or deduction, by means of reviewing, you reviewed by applying the laws of the universe, you applied them in such a way that you're saying to yourself, let me look in the life of human beings for a point where they will be free. You will never find that. Why? We, even when you are asleep, you are not free. You're busy with your dreams. You're busy with, uh, with breathing. That's uh, your body, biological functions of your body are still there. So there is no time, brothers and sisters, when you will be free. Number three, he says, because you're trusting something that cannot be trusted. What is that? The nafs. How can you trust the nafs? How can you trust your ego? It does not fulfill. So what happens is you have neglected the rights of the time. What's the right of the time? Fulfilling the amal that is attached to this time. That's why, brothers and sisters, the Prophet told us prayer on time is better than salah beyond its time the difference between qada and adaf performing salah within time and performing salah is after time is one just takes away the legal responsibility the other is more meritorious definitely 
and he said rahimahullah ta'ala ibn Atayla in another hikmah ma taraka shay'an min al-jahl he left nothing to ignorance man arada an yuzhira fil waqti ghayra ma aradahu Allah fi he who wants to show at a time to manifest at a time something other than that which Allah wants to manifest is given to ignorance what do we mean by that if someone knows that this is Ramadan this is the time of fasting and now he wants to he gets, gets himself busy with something other than fasting saying you know what this is a good opportunity yes it's a good opportunity for a specific action night is a good opportunity for sleeping and resting it's a good opportunity the few minutes before Fajr, a good opportunity for qiyam ramadan is a good opportunity for quran and learning knowledge and fixing your habits if you delay that and you became busy with other things that means you are jahil you are ignorant ما ترك شيئا من الجهل من أراد أن يظهر في الوقت بعد غير ما أراد الله فيه imagine that brothers and sisters and I always give this an interesting example if a woman a pregnant woman was told that she will give birth in May end of May her mother-in-law came from another country in February. And she said, look, I will not have an opportunity to visit you again. So please take your wife to the hospital and let her give birth now because I want to see the baby before I go. They will say, are you insane? <laughs> How can that happen? The baby will come when its time is, is due. So they will say, you are jahil. You are ignorant. You don't know medicine. Why? She will say, oh, the baby is inside. Well, let's get him outside. No, you're jahil. The term has to be completed. Why is that? Because he who wants to manifest at a time something other than what Allah wants to manifest is jahil. Now, in Ramadan, what should we do? We should not delay. This is the gates of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are open. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, al-kayyisu, and a smart individual, who records his deeds and writes, right, makes all his accounts. And he works for what is after death. A foolish individual. The one who follows his desire. What is the desire of the nafs? I don't want to be busy with anything. I want to relax. I want to rest. I want to spend time on Facebook. I want to spend time on YouTube. I want to spend time on Twitter. I want to spend time responding to people who are annoying me. I want to spend time just pl being playful. I want to spend time chit-chatting. I want to spend time backbiting. I want to spend time with some uh, people who, are, who have no in uh, purpose in life. Then you are following your desire. And you, are, you wish that, inshallah, at one time, I'm going to change. Inshallah, I'm going to seek knowledge. You ask yourselves, brothers and sisters, and this is something to bear in mind to learn from Ramadan and to learn from the hikam in Ramadan. Ask yourselves, how many plans you have delayed because you are abiding by your wishes? Ibn Abi Jamra, but before we say what Ibn Abi Jamra says, in a hadith, the hadith goes, Al-Waqtu Kassayf. Al-Shafi'i also says that as well. He said, I accompanied the people of Tasawwuf and I benefited from them this sentence. What is it? That, that time is like a sword. Al-waqtu kassayf. That time is like what? A sword. And since we're talking about time is like a sword, let me show you something. 
One of our brothers, he's a, he's a, <laughs> a doctor, but he does woodwork. He made this. Time is a sword. If you don't cut it, it will cut you, right? In Arabic, huh? So, you need to cut the time. With what? You cut it by dividing it into action plans. Morning, you have a wazifa. I mean by wazifa here, not a job. Uh, wazifa means something to use your time in whether it's dhikr or ibadah or study or serving family or uh, practicing some sports, you have to fill your time with awdha'if. Otherwise, you'll be ghafil. You'll be heedless. Al-waqtu kasayf. Abdullah ibn Abi Jamra, the great muhaddith, rahimahullah, said, man lam yaqta'ahu bil'amal. If you don't cut the time with action, iqtata'ahu anil amal. It will, it will play, it, it, it will cut you from all your hopes. If you don't cut your time with plans and action, it will cut you. It will take you away from all your hopes, your wish, your hope, you want, but you will not get anything. طيب. So this is the first hikmah. That is, your postponement, don't postpone. Don't postpone. Ramadan is a great opportunity not to postpone, but to utilize every single minute. Alhamdulillah, I've time for tarawih, I've time for iftar. Before iftar, don't be busy doing something else. Before iftar, you sisters, if you have to prepare iftar for your husbands and for yourselves and for your families, do that and make sure that the 10-15 minutes before Maghrib, you do not run between the oven and the cooker. You don't run between the table and the, and the, and the, and the kitchen. You don't run between serving the salad or the curry. Don't spend this time thinking about potato and thinking about samosas. Spend this time, these 15 minutes, prepare everything, put it aside, and the 15 minutes before iftar, sit with your tasbih and speak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Before fajr, don't wake up panicking. Prepare the suhoor, put it aside. When you wake up, you have a small amount of, of work. Serve the suhoor. If you are fasting, you will fast. If you are not fasting or if you are preparing for Fajr, serve people suhoor and just focus on your ibadah. This is the brilliant thing. During the day, don't wake up and think, huh, what are we having for iftar today? Subhanallah, I keep thinking the whole day about iftar. And then by the time you have iftar, you are full. You can't pray tarawih and then you go to sleep and then you wake up. And then... then you will need this second hikmah that Ibn Ata'illah secondary says. So the first hikmah was about no postponement. The second one is when you cut your time with work, with activities, with good activities, with wadaif, make sure that these wadaif are not circular. What do you mean by they're not circular? Don't travel from the creation to the creation. This is hikmah. This is wisdom number 42, where the, the Imam Rahimahullah Ta'ala says, لا ترحل لا ترحل من الأكوى من كون إلى كون فتكون كحمار الرحى يسير والمكان الذي ارتحل إليه هو الذي ارتحل عنه ولكن ارحل من الأكوان إلى المكون وأن إلى ربك المنتهى Travel not from creature to creature. Otherwise, you'll be like a donkey at the mill. Again, travel not 
from creature to creature. Otherwise, you will be like you will be like a donkey at the mill. Round about he turns his goal the same as his departure. Rather go from creature, creatures to the Creator, and that the final end is unto your Lord. And consider and consider the Prophet words. Therefore, he whose flight is for God and his messenger, he whose flight, he whose journey is for Allah and his messenger, then his flight is for Allah and his messenger. And he whose flight is for worldly gain or a marriage with a woman, then his flight is for what? For that which he flees to. So understand his words, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and ponder this matter if you can, and peace on you. Again, I want to mention the first bit, travel not from creature to creature. Brothers and sisters, this is a huge mistake that we all fall into that we travel from the creation to the creation. What do we mean by that? Sidi Imam Zarruq says, Journeying from the universe is by leaving the universe and not asking for it. Journeying from creatures, journeying from people, journeying from uh, attention, journeying from postponement, journeying from a bad habit, huh? means leaving it not attaching yourself to it. What if you leave the universe to the universe? What if you leave the habit of not planning and not dividing your time to dividing your time? Some people are very, very smart in dividing and utilizing their time. But the only thing, they have, the biggest mistake they do is they divide their time and fill it with material things. So they are not journeying forward. Imagine that, brothers and sisters, if someone wants to travel from London to Birmingham or wants to travel from New York to uh, Pennsylvania or someone wants to travel from Kuala Lumpur to uh, uh, Singapore or someone wants to travel from any city to another city, they travel in a direction. They don't travel in circles. They don't travel in roundabouts. They don't travel in circles as some people do. But some people in life do that. They move from a, a, an aim or a purpose that's related to this universe only to another aim and another purpose that is related to this universe. So they are not journeying. He said they are like the donkey at the mill. At, at the mill. Imagine the donkey that is pulling the mill. It goes in circle. The donkey pulls a big pole that is attached to a big rock that's called a mill rock. So when the donkey moves around, the rock moves and it grinds the, the barley or the wheat that you put to it. So don't travel from dunya to dunya. Don't fill your time with activities, but all of these activities are related to what? They are related to dunya. Again, we mentioned before, Ramadan. Don't divide your time, but in this long time, there is nothing that will help your spiritual journey. What will it help? The tummies of people who are going to eat. Or what will it help? Just being busy with calculation and, and dunya and materialism and stuff like that. 
So he who leaves what is despised to what is despised has not traveled. He is in the same place. His point of arrival is his point of departure. قال ابن السماك ابن السماك said كتب لي أخن one of my brothers one of my brothers في الله one of my spiritual brothers said he wrote to me إن استطعت ألا تكون لغير الله عبدا ما وجدت من العبودية له بدا ففعل if you can make sure that you're not the abd you're not the slave of anything else except Allah if you can make sure that the only one whom you, to whom you dedicate your existence and your time and your attention and you divide your time to, to accommodate the wadha'if, the, the jobs that Allah has assigned to you, do that. So how do we do that? How do we travel rather than go around in the mill? Number one, place your aspiration with, any, with no one except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. لا تتعد همتك الله تعالى Make sure that all your trust is with Allah. This is a difficult time, brothers and sisters. It's a time of uncertainty. And all of us, brothers and sisters, have time of uncertainty in our life. Whether we go through loss or whether we go through tests of having, whether we go through loss of health or loss of wealth or loss of children or loss of family, all the challenges that we go through, these are points which can cause us trouble. It can cause us uh, problems, right? And what it shakes most of us, it shakes our confidence in ourselves and makes us in need of people. It makes us in need of people. And sometimes it breaks our hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and makes us in need. I need my family to support me. I need people. I need to talk to people. I need, I need people's opinion. Remember that you travel to Allah only when you make, your, you make him your source of inspiration and you make him your sufficiency. As long as Allah's opinion in you is good, that's it. You will have hope all the time. Always have hope in the most difficult situation. You'll come out of it stronger than that you were. Stronger than what you were. If you fail once, twice, three times, it is just to make you stronger. When Sayyidina Yaqub, as you all know, lost his most beloved child, Sayyidina Yusuf, السلام, what did he say? He said, فَصَبْرٌ جَمِيلٌ I am going to manifest Good, beautiful patience. Wallahu al-musta'anu ala ma tasifun. And I seek help from Allah against what you claim. But then he lost his other son, bin Yameen. When he lost his other son, he said, Fasabrun jameel. I'm going to display beautiful patience. Asallahu an yatiyani bihim jami'ah. Allah, I hope that Allah, I trust that Allah will bring all of them back to me. See that, brothers and sisters? He, when he lost his first son, he could have said, Inshallah, Allah will bring him back to me. No, when he lost his second son, he said, Inshallah, Allah will bring both of them to me. This is so important and so essential that if you would like to travel to Allah, you need to remind yourself all the time that you have Allah. 
you have not lost anything, even at the most difficult moments. How do we do that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is your focus in life? So number one, to make him your source of inspiration. Number two, that he is your reference. You have an argument with someone and you want to revenge for yourself. Always observe what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to do in this situation. He might want you to be stubborn. He might want you to be soft. He might want you to be silent. He might want you to speak. So you don't move a limb. You don't say something except with the permission of Allah by observing Allah. Don't observe people. Don't think. We live at a time of social hypocrisy, brothers and sisters. What will people say about me is the most important thing. That shouldn't be our behavior. That shouldn't be our, what we're concerned with. Your concern should be what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala see you in that position? And number three, always returning to him and asking him for help. Sidi Abu Hassan al-Shadiri, rahimahullah ta'ala said, Qif bibabin wahid. Qif bibabin wahid. Stop at one door. Not because you want other doors to be open to you. Stop at the door of Allah, but not with the intention of, okay, I'm stopping by the door of Allah so that he gives me all the dunya. Don't, don't turn your hands up to him and say, Ya Rabbi, give me, because you want him to give you. But because he has asked you, he commanded you to turn to him. So do that out of love. Make dua when you need and when you don't need. He will give you when you need and when you don't need. But when you make dua only when you need, he will say, where were you when you didn't need? You remember me only as emergency? Why do we put our relation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on terms of emergency? We remember him when we have something and otherwise we forget. Imagine if someone calls you only when they need something from you. That person doesn't love you. You don't hear them. You don't hear their voice unless they need something. Stop at his door, one door. Not for the doors to be open for you, the doors will be open for you. Subject yourself to one master. Not for people's heads to be humbled to you, their heads will be humbled to you. Ask, turn to Allah and travel to Him without any requests. They say, Al Arif la a real knower of Allah, he does not give up ittirar. What is ittirar? He is always in need. What do you mean by he's always in need? He is always in dua. He is always in humility. He is always in asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, 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 and pre presenting his pleas to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whether there are something to complain about or there is nothing to complain about. And Sidi Abu Hassan continues and he says, Doesn't Allah say that? We've got the stores for everything. So don't travel from the universe in Ramadan. First, what you need to do is don't postpone. Fill your time with activities. But when you fill your time with activities, don't fill it with activities that are not going to help your journey. Fill it with activities that are going to Promote your journey. Strengthen your journey. Help you with your journey. Don't keep running around, running around, running around, back and forth and back and forth and back and forth in the same thing. Third, 
trap brothers and sisters that help us with this. If someone asks, why is it really bad to travel from the creation to the creation? He said, Rahimahullah, and this is wisdom number 203, brothers and sisters. And he says, Kama la yuhibbu al-amal al-mushtarak kathalika la yuhibbu al-qalb al-mushtarak العمل المشترك هو لا يقبله والقلب المشترك لا يقبل عليه Just like he does not like action done for others along with him he doesn't like a heart with others in it along with him Again Just like he does not like Just like he does not like an action done for others along with him He does not like a heart with others in it along with him the insincere action, he does not accept. The insincere heart, he does not approach. Brothers and sisters, the most precious thing you have is your heart. Don't allow this heart to be shared by any, anyone other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the only thing that you can own. You can lose your health. You can lose your money. You can lose your family. You can lose your children you can lose everything the only thing that you have is your soul and your heart don't let that be shared by anyone other than allah always keep you can make all your body busy with things what really matters is that room that is called your heart the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam narrates from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala heavens and earth that i have created cannot accommodate me. But the heart of my believing servant has accommodated me. This is your treasure. Fill it only with what with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what is a heart that is shared with others? The heart that turns to people. The heart that is filled full of desires. The heart that is full of uh, heedlessness, right? That is full of what? Of heedlessness. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to some prophets as in, the, in a khabar, if you love me, take dunya out of your heart, uh, take dunya out of your heart, for my, my love and the love of dunya cannot exist in one heart alone. Now Ramadan, brothers and sisters, is an opportunity to look at our hearts and to give Allah an undivided attention. When I spoke earlier about the time before Maghrib and the time before Fajr and all of these beautiful times and time after Maghrib, Taraweeh and all of that, I meant that at that time you don't become busy with anything. Putting everything away, switching everything off, cutting everything. And that time is your time of undivided attention that you give to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sidi Abu al-Abbas al-Mursi rahimahullah ta'ala. And by the way, amongst the things that you should remove from your heart so that your heart is free for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the desire to reach Allah. <laughs> the desire to be delivered. Worship Allah for Allah, not for getting close to Him. Worship Allah for what? For Allah. Not for traveling a journey. You don't travel the journey if you worship Allah for traveling to, to deliver you to a destination. Then you're not worshiping Him. 
you worshiping the destination. Abu Abbas al-Mursi said, لا يصل الولي that a wali, a righteous man, will not reach حتى تنقطع عنه شهوة الوصول until he loses all connection with the desire of arrival. And they said, يعني انقطاع أدب that they lose that connection out of adab, out of respect, out of etiquette with Allah. It's not out of boredom. You just say, oh, you know what, I'm bored. So don't wait for ajr. Don't wait for reward. Do things because you're happy. Why? Because as Ibn Atayla also says in, 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 in wisdom number 51, which completes this wisdom and relates to it, he says, rahimahullah ta'ala, la amala arja lilqulubi. لا عمل أرجى للقلوب من عمل يغيب عنك شهوده ويحتقر عندك وجوده No deed is more fruitful for the heart than the one you are not aware of and which is deemed paltry to, by you. It is a deed that you don't care about it. Why? I just did it. Feeling that when you do something good, you, you are in need of that. Musa alayhi salam, when he helped the daughters of Sayyidina Shu'aib, what did he say? Rabbi inni lima anzalta ilayya min khayrin faqir. Oh Allah, I was really in need of that opportunity. Remember, brothers and sisters, the first hikmah that we mentioned today. Ihalatuka al-a'mal ala wujud al-faraghi min ru'unat al-nafs, postponement of deeds to the time when you're free. If someone loves good deeds, if someone looks for an opportunity to be of service to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to express his love to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they will not be delaying and they will, not postpone, they will not be postponing. People postpone because they see the actions as if they are responsibilities. But when someone sees actions as opportunities, then they will rush إِنَّهُمْ كَانُوا The Qur'an says, إِنَّهُمْ كَانُوا يُسَارِعُونَ فِي الْخَيْرَاتِ They used to rush to good deeds, to run to good deeds, to hasten to good deeds, to leave no time. Once they hear about it, they will do it. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala an, at the beginning of Revelation, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded that whoever wants to speak to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they have to give a charity. And no one did that. People, people found that difficult. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, if you want to speak to the Prophet perform rak'atayn and then you go and talk to him. Sayyidina Ali did it before it was abrogated. Why? Because he had that keenness. As soon as the revelation comes, right away. We mentioned before that the Sahaba, as soon as the revelation came and said, Get rid of your uh, wine. Everyone, no delay, no haste. Uh, the Prophet ﷺ asks people to assist in, in da'wah and give, give, give support and stuff like that. They are there. One of the Sahaba, Allah Ta'ala alayhim, I think it was Sayyidina Asr ibn Thabit, Al-Ansari. In the battle, the Prophet ﷺ was saying, he who fights this day with his face forward and he is skilled, Allah will give him direct access to Jannah. And he was eating some 
dates. He said, so only these dates are what's stopping me from Jannah. He threw the dates and he fought. And he died in the, in the, in the field. And the Prophet said, Sadaqa fa sadaqahullah. He was truthful with Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed his, his sidq. If you are sadiq, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Be with the truthful. If you are sadiq, do not look at your actions. Do not look at your deeds. Do them out of love. Don't do them as a, as a, as a responsibility. Rush to them out of love. And don't look at these deeds and say, hey, don't hang them on the wall. And every time you need to uh, talk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you point at your deeds and say, look, I did this, and I did this, and I did this, and I did this. He said also in the wisdom number 85, to complete this meaning, he said, لا تفرحك الطاعة لأنها برزت منك. Let not obedience make you joyous because it comes from you. وافرح بها لأنها برزت من الله إليك. Be joyous with it because it came from Allah to you. Say, the Quran says, say, قُلْ بِفَضْلِ اللَّهِ وَبِرَحْمَتِهِ فَبِذَلِكَ فَلْيَفْرَحُ هُوَ خَيْرٌ مِّمَّا يَجْمَعُونَ Say in the grace of Allah and His mercy in that they should rejoice. It is better than what they hoard. So this is another lesson, brothers and sisters. Now, we spoke about traveling and we spoke about avoiding postponement and we spoke about uh, loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and clearing the heart and clearing the time to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now let's talk a little bit about the what should we fill our time with. And these will be the last two hikam that we will be discussing today. One of them is that every murid, every seeker of Allah has to have a word. What is a word? He says, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, in wisdom number 112, he said, La yastahqirul wirda illa jahul. La yastahqirul wirda illa jahul. Only the ignorant man scorns the recitation of a litany. Al-waridu yujadu fiddar al-akhirah. Inspiration is to be found in the hereafter. Well, the litany vanishes with the vanishing of this world. And that, but it is, um, while the litany vanishes, but it is more fitting to be occupied with something for which there is no substitute. Uh, for which there is no substitute. The litany is what he seeks from you. The inspiration is what he, you seek from him. What comparison is there between that which he seeks from you and what you seek from him? You need to fill your time, brothers and sisters, with awrad, arranging your time with ibadat in right time. Why is that? The benefit of this is that it keeps the ego with goodness and truth so that it does not run to fill its time with frivolities and nonsense. But he said here, only an ignorant will scorn the value, will belittle the value of word. Imagine that, brothers and sisters. Whether you are a student or a spiritual student of a sheikh, and he requested from you that you read a specific word in the morning, specific word in the evening, or you just took some adhkar from one of the salihin, 
لايك امام عبد الله الحداد رحمه الله وسفينه النجاه في سيدي احمد زروخ ولودز لودز ما شاء الله باوراد اوراد الامام النووي كتاب الاذكار ذيز لودز امام الغزالي هاز a lot of things in الاحياء ابو طالب المكي انقوت القلوب هاز لودز بوكس ان اوراد عمل اليوم والليله لابن السني and many others uh, now if you have a wazifa if you have that spiritual job you have to stick to it If you don't stick to it, you'll be in trouble. And you have to have one if you don't have one. Why? Because if you don't have one, it means you are belittling the value of it. So you're ignorant. Why is the person ignorant? Number one, because there's so much reward in keeping your time busy with the word in the morning and the evening. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, سَبِّحْ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكَ بُكْرَةً وَأَصِيلًا Celebrate the praises of your Lord in the morning and in the evening. Secondly, it is a manifestation of humility and dedication to Allah. So you should give it priority. Number three, it works on your inside. Al-Wird is your spiritual training. It clears your heart. It empowers your heart. It polishes your heart, even if you don't know it. Even if you're not aware of it. Even if you don't feel it, it works on you. It is like a system that is working in the background. Even if outwardly, it's like you are cleaning your computer and you have switched off the screen, but the system is still running. It's the system that keeps running inside you. It's your word. So if you belittle that, you're ignorant. Why? Because as much as you need training outwardly to strengthen your body, you need training inwardly to strengthen your heart. Ramadan is an opportunity to establish a word if you don't have one. And it is an opportunity to strengthen your consistency of a word if you fail to stick to the one that you have. Ramadan is the time to make sure that the 30 days do not pass unless you have done your word every single day as required. That you complete the deficiency that you have. Because if this opportunity goes, and you try to fix the consistency that you have in your word at any other time, you will be postponing actions to the time you're free, and that will be a sign of frivolity, brothers and sisters. So you have a word, لا تستحقره. Don't scorn it. Don't belittle it. Even if it's la ilaha, if a sheikh said to you, like, read la ilaha illallah a hundred times a day, do it. لا يستحقر الورد إلا جهول. As Ibn Atayillah Sikandari rahimahullah. The point about the word before. Three. Now, So number one, says Amira, is that there is so much reward in it that if someone knows that there is so much reward in it and he neglects it, it will be like someone knows that there is so much money in this business and he says, I don't want it. Number two, It, it brings about hudur, presence, and ubudiyya, dedication, and servitude. It's a sign of servitude. And that you need to, that you need to give it priority. Why? Because it's, 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 your, it's your time with Allah. In other words, it's, it's, it's your time with Allah. Number one, it's a source of benefit. We can rephrase it. It's a source of benefit. It's a source of thawab. Number two, It's your time with Allah. And number three, 
it's the only one that maintains you. <laughs> it maintains you, brings you uh, proximity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number three, it brings you some benefit, uh, spiritual benefit. So you see that if, if someone belittles their, the, the, the word, they are, they are stupid. They are completely stupid. Wallahi, ikhwan, some people, you know, ascribe Ibn Taymiyyah and they say, you know what, Ibn Taymiyyah is the leader of Salafism and this and this and that. Understandable. People disagree with Ibn Taymiyyah. I personally disagree with Ibn Taymiyyah. But when you read about the life of Ibn Taymiyyah, you find some amazing things. Ibn Taymiyyah, rahmatullah alayh, he used to read awrad from after Fajr till his student Ibn Al-Qayyim said, I used to come to the Sheikh at around Zawal time, Zuhur time or something, Duha time. And he said, I find him busy with his word. And I said, subhanAllah, from after Ishraq, from like after sunrise to now, you're busy with this? He, say, he would say to him, this is my food. This is my food. If I don't eat it, I'll be hungry for the rest of the day. You leave your word, you become ill-tempered. You leave your word, you find that your day has no barakah. Sometimes we leave the awrad because we think, you know what, I have no time, I can't fill this time with anything. You will have no barakah. There is ijma' between the people of the of spiritual paths. That any murid who leaves the word that his sheikh has given to him, he will have no barakah in that day. Always stick to the word. Ibn says in another place, If there is no word, there is no wurud. You cannot be arrive. Uh-huh. Al-warid, yujat fil-akhirah. As for the inspiration, the gift that you will get in return of the word, it's akhirah. It's not now. Leave it. What do you have now? The word. Be busy with it. Why? Because the word will be finished by the dunya. By the end of dunya, there is no space to remember Allah anymore. So you better rush and do what has an expiry date. What's the expiry date of the word? Your life. By, by your death, there is no space. Some salihin that they say, ما نظن أصحاب القبور The people in the graves, they are missing anything of dunya. They, they are not missing anything of dunya except a few minutes to pray rak'atayn. Why? They don't have that. They don't have that. They don't have that opportunity. Doesn't the Quran say to us, قَالُوا رَبَّنَا They say to the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, أَرْجِعْنَا نَعْمَلْ صَالِحًا غَيْرَ الَّذِي كُنَّا نَعْمَلْ Send us back to life. Send us back to dunya to do good deeds other than those deeds that we've done. Allah says to them, أَوَلَمْ نُعَمْ Or the angels, أَوَلَمْ نُعَمِّرْكُمْ مَا يَتَذَكَّرُ فِيهِ مَنْ تَذَكَّرُ Didn't we give you the opportunity? Why did you delay? Delaying deeds, postponing deeds until you are free is a sign of ru'una, is a sign of frivolity, is a sign of stupidity, is a sign of being an idiot, is a sign of ignorance. And then when the death is upon you, when Ramadan is over, you say, I wish I could have done this in Ramadan. I wish I could have done this back in the years. I wish I could have done... Ya ibn Adam, innama anta yawman. You are only two days. In dhahaba yawm. Your life is two days. Today and tomorrow. Ida dhahaba yawmun, yushiku an yadhaba al-akhar. When today goes, the next day will go. Brothers and sisters, think about your life. 
a few years ago you were 30. Now what you are? 40. Soon you will be 50. Soon you will be 60. Allahu A'lam. After 40, life is in decline. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us a good ending of our life. And may subhanahu wa ta'ala fill our times with ta'a. La yastahqiru al-wirda illa jahul. Allah requested you to stick to a word of tasbih and tahleel and takbir, zikr of Allah, morning and evening. And he said, I will give you, I'll shower my graces upon you. You should not be busy with what he's going to shower. Be busy with what? He, he's requested from you. Imam al-Hasan said, Adraktu aqwaman. I have seen people. Kanu ala sa'atihim ashfaq minkum ala dananirikum wa darahimikum. They were so keen about their timing, their minutes, morning and evening, filling it with weird awrad and adhkar and ibadat and beneficial deeds. They were more keen, they were more stingy with their time than you with your money. People hold on to their money. They don't want to spend it unless they know what are they going to put it in. Those people, they would not spend their time. A man said to Ishaq ibn Rahawai, he said, I would like you to talk to me. He said, stop the sun. Stop the sun from moving and I will talk to you. The last hikmah, brothers and sisters, which help us with utilizing our time, bewaring that there is someone is going to snatch our time from us. Procrastination is a, is, is, a, is a disease of the nafs. Delaying and postponement is a disease of the nafs. But there is another one who triggers the nafs to go that way. Who is that? Shaitan. So he said, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, and this is wisdom number 236, brothers and sisters. Wisdom number 236, where he says, Rahimahullah, إِذَا عَلِمْتَ أَنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ لَا يَغْفُلُ عَنْكَ فَلَا تَغْفَلْ أَنْ تَعَمَّنَّ when you know that the devil does not forget about you, do not forget about him in whose hand is your forelock. You know that shaitan will not forget you, then do not forget Allah. Do not be busy too much with the shaitan. Be busy with Allah. Shaitan has been given an opportunity to make traps. Then go to the one who owns the field. If you know that shaitan has ability to make traps in a field, then ask the owner of the field, how can I cross this field in the most, in the safest way? Allah said, He has no control over the believers. So don't be busy with what? With how can I keep his sultan away from me? Just be a believer. Just turn to Allah. They say, Shaitan is a dog. If you become busy if there is a barking dog and you become busy with fighting with the dog, struggling with the dog, pushing the dog away, he will cut your clothes, he will tatter your clothes and he will scratch your skin. But if you go to the owner of the dog, you see a barking dog, you'll say, where is the owner of the dog? Can you, can you, can you keep your dog away, please? Can you tie your dog? He will keep him away from you. Imam Abu al-Abbas al-Mursin, we conclude with this, said, Rahimahullah ta'ala, Allah said in the Quran, inna shaytana lakum adu. That shaytan is your enemy. Some people understood this ayah, that they have to have enmity with the shaytan, so they are busy with the shaytan. Others understood the completion of the ayah. What's the completion of the ayah? It's not literal completion. They understood that 
unwritten message. What's the unwritten message? If he says, Shaitan is your enemy, he says, and I'm your beloved. Shaitan is your enemy, but I'm your beloved. So they did not think about the enemy in the presence of the beloved. They turned to the beloved. He said, They turned to the beloved. He kept the shaitan away from them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you all tawfiq and barakah. Alaykum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Sidi Musbah. Tafadalu, inshallah. You can ask questions now. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Muhammad wa alihi wa sallam. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. You can ask all your questions now, inshallah. Allah. Relist them how city okay so we, we said uh, that's number 18 and then we said that is 42 and then we said that is 203 and uh, 51 and 58 and then we talked about لا يستحقر الورد إلا جهول that's 112 and 236 إذا علمت أن الشيطان لا يغفل عنك so I'll type these here again so that people can can keep a track of that so have 18 18 42 203 and 51 and 58 and 1112 and finally 236 it's on the chat, so I think everyone can can see it. Bismillah. You can ask questions now, brothers and sisters. Alaykum as-salam, tasneem. Assalamu alaykum. Allah ibarak fiqum. Alhamdulillah, we're all well. Alhamdulillah, barak Allah fiqum. The girls and the ustadha are all well. Alhamdulillah. Assalamu alaykum. Sidi Muhammad Tiri. Barakallahu feekum. Zakumullah khair, Sidi. Sidi Muhammad. Your question, okay. Sidi Muhammad Terry is saying, it's about the point you said about removing the goal of becoming close to Allah. Remove all the desires so that your heart is empty and can be filled by Allah. So do you, do we do this by awrad? Or we can also try meditation and practices like Eastern Buddhist monks, Sidi. The difference of, between tasawwuf and and what Buddhist monks do see is they are looking for spiritual elevation. We're not looking for spiritual elevation. We're looking for Allah, right? We're looking for Allah. So meditation uh, is one of the means. Word is one of the means. Serving people is one of the means. Taking harm from people and annoyance and being patient is one of the means. Uh, trying to understand the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is one of the means. And because the, the, these are like loads and loads and loads of means, like, it's like walking into a shop where there are so many colors, 
uh, and so many fabrics and you want a suit. So you go to the owner of the shop who is a fabric expert and say, I need a suit. I need to make a suit for uh, attending my graduation. And he will look at your skin and look at your height and look at the, uh, the, 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 the opportunity, the, the, the uh, uh, festival or the, uh, the uh, uh, purpose of, 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 of the suit. And he will choose for you, suggest a color, suggest a size and suggest all of these. So a teacher or a spiritual mentor is someone who helps you with what suits, right? So what does the teacher do? He's not a, someone you worship, he's someone who accompanies you. He's a good advisor. He's a mentor. He's a companion on the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with his knowledge and with his journey, which he has taken before you. He knows what would be suitable for you. Someone with such a long experience and such a connection with the chain of teachers that he looks at you and he says, the best solution for this person is such and such. So this is Sidi, what happens? Allahi barik fikum Sidi. Bismillah. We have Sidi Musbah. Is it wrong to ask for qurb and ma'rifah in one's du'as? Uh, uh, Allah. It's not wrong, Sidi. But some people, they become focused on qurban ma'rifah. The muhib, the lover, doesn't care whether he is at the door or he is on the other side of the city. Because the heart is where the beloved is. Some people are in the Kaaba and doing tawaf around it, but their hearts are somewhere else. Some people are far from the Kaaba, but their hearts are doing tawaf all the time. Some people are among his people. One of my teachers said, Kun ma'annasi ka'inan ba'inan. He said, be with people. Ka'inan means be amongst them. Ba'inan, but be distant from them. Be amongst them physically, but ba'inan anhum. So even when you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for qurban ma'rifah, don't ask because you want this or it is something tatashawafu ilayhi, something that I'm eager to have. Ask because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told you, fas'aluni, ask me. So you ask. Sayyid ibn Al-Sakandari mentions in one of his hikam that the difference between su'alul arifin wa su'alul sa'irin, the difference between the dua of the seekers and the dua of the knowers, is that the knowers ask because he has commanded them to ask. As for the sa'irin, they ask because it's as if as if they're reminding him. So he says in one of his hikam, طَلَبُكَ مِنْهُ إِتِّهَامٌ لَهُ Asking from him is like accusing him. It's as if you're saying, oh, did you forget me? You know, like a, a son or a student who is sitting in a class and the teacher can see everyone. And the teacher gave all the students uh, some homework and he didn't give that student. The student says, oh, what is my homework? What is my homework? The teacher will tell him, do you think I can't see you? Instead, the student should say, the teacher must have a wisdom for not giving me and be content. Read Sidi, Qasida Sidi Abu Madian al-Ghawth. What does he say? مَا لَذَّةُ الْعَيْشِ إِلَّا صُحْبَةُ الْفُقَرَ هُمُ السَّلَاطِينُ وَالسَّادَاتُ وَالْأُمَرَ فَاسْحَبْهُمُ وَتَأَدَّبْ فِي مَجَالِسِهِمُ وَخَلِّ حَظَّكَ 
مهما قدموك وراء واستغني من الوقت واحضر دائما معهم واعلم بان الرضا يختص من حضر ولا ترى العيب الا فيك معتقدا معتقدا عيبا بدا بينا لكنه استتر so whether they ask you to sit down or to stand or to move that is trust سيدي that is trust نعم عليكم السلام ورحمه الله uh, the anonymous there is a famous saying which goes about one who has <laughs> no word is a qird naam sidi al qird qird is is a monkey right the monkey moves from one tree to another it is as if uh-huh, he he does not settle on any tree right he doesn't settle on a, any tree so he will not build on a tree he will not have uh that's his life he's like jumping up and down jumping so some people don't have a word or some people have one word they do it one day and they forget it five days how can it be a habit then so it's like a monkey he doesn't settle that's the word of imam al-haddad so it's very important that people shouldn't be monkeys they should try to establish in their life Ibadat, even if it's little, brothers and sisters, even if it's something small, as long as you're committed to it, that's what matters. This is what matters that you are committed to something that helps you develop in your journey to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you do it out of love, not just out of, oh, I, I'm doing the word uh, and waiting for what will happen after. You know, there is a, there is a story, Ibn Ata'illah second, that he mentions. That one of the students, one of the students of a of a Arif Awali, uh, was traveling to this Arif's city, to the city of this Arif, traveling to the city where he came from, one day. So he said to the teacher, "Is there anything I can do for you?" He said, "Yes. When you go to my city, I have a brother there. So please ask him to make du'a for me." And this Arif, this teacher was a man of zuhud, extreme zuhud, right? Uh, was a man, is that, uh, I'll, I'll come to, to that. So he had a, he was a man of extreme zuhud. He would fish and whichever fish he makes, he will keep uh, some for his family, give some for charity and use the rest, uh, sell the rest and maintain his uh, tools and stuff like that. So when this uh, this student went to the the village of the the city of the uh, brother of the Arif, he went to say to deliver his du'a uh, and salam and ask for the advice that his the brother wanted the Arif wanted from his brother. So he went and he said, "I walked into a palace like like a palace of a king, and the man was like in gold and stuff like that." So I said. What does my teacher want from this man? This man is, is like infused with dunya. So I said, I told him I had to deliver the message. So I said to him, my, my, your brother is sending salam to you and he's uh, saying, he's asking if you have any advice for him. He said, yes, I have advice for him. Say to him up until when you will keep dunya in your heart. So the man was like taken aback by that. Who is in dunya? You or him? So he went back and he was reluctant to deliver the message. Finally, when he delivered the message, his teacher said, well, what, what is the message? And he delivered it. He, the, the sheikh started crying. And he said, may Allah bless my brother. He is in dunya. 
but he doesn't care about it. But I am in no need of dunya. I am away from dunya, but I think about it every day. Now, take some questions here. So, uh, is it okay to recite a dhikr and not a set word? Will, will that suffice? Uh, what do you mean by not a set word? First of all, the barakah of the word, the benefit of the word is in the, is, lies in the, having a permission with it. And secondly, in, the, in, in getting a permission from someone who is connected to the one who put this word together. Right? So you cannot just like go and pick up. Of course, the Quran is the dhikrullah and you can recite the Quran as much as you want. No one will stop you from this. But if you really want to get the barakah, then it's the barakah of a word from someone who's connected to the author of this word or to the one who compiled this word. Because he got it himself from the Quran with a permission and with a hal with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The proof of that, brothers and sisters, is that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught Mu'adh ibn Jabal. And this dhikr could have been, Mu'adh could have done it himself. But the Prophet sallallahu said to him, Ya Mu'adh, inni uhibbuka, la tad'anna dubura kulli salah, Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik. Sayyidina Mu'adh said, fa'addahunna fi yadi. He put it in my hand. He moved my finger and said, لا تدعنا دوبرا كل صلاة اللهم عني على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك معاذ related it and he said to the one whom he related to he said إني أحبك I love you as the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم did to him I love you don't leave after صلاة اللهم عني على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك and the one after معاذ said to the one after him and the one after him said to the one after him until our teachers took our hands and said لا تدعنا دوبرا كل صلاة and that chain of oh, with this dhikr is, is chained with what? With this statement, I love you. So this love is communicated from our teachers all the way back to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam who loves us and guides us to good deeds. Sister Hazami is asking, alaykum salam do you have advice for mothers with young children? How do we focus on our ibadah? Uh, when our mental load <laughs> is just overload. I think my wife would be the best one to answer this question. But I believe that, sisters, the one who struggles with children and focus, even that struggling itself is part of the, of the elevation. Is part of the elevation. The Prophet ﷺ said, he who recites the Quran and it's difficult for him, he has two ajr. One ajr, one reward, for the word or for whichever he's reciting, the Quran that he's reciting. And the second is, uh -huh, uh, and the second is the difficulty. Naam. So the, the anonymous attendee, I have no, uh, so I have no sheikh, which has given permission. So I have no sheikh, which has given permission to recite a word. You have ijazah, you have permission. Um, this is this is just for baraka for baraka from myself to recite the awrad of Imam al-Haddad rahimahullahu ta'ala the ratib of Imam al-Haddad radiyallahu ta'ala and you have a permission to recite all of you you have a permission to recite that you can recite the ratib in the morning and in the evening and you have a permission to recite al-wurd al-latif ujizukum mima ajazana bihi habibuna al-habib Abu Bakr al-mashhur give me ijazah in all the awrad of Imam al-Haddad you have ijazah in that and Habib Umar as well you have ijazah in, in that and you have also ijazah if, if it's easier for you and to recite the awrad al-wurd al-amli Sidi Abu al-Hassan al-Shadili uh, I got that from Sheikh Nasheikh Ali Juma'an Dr. Idris Al-Fasil Fihri, the, the, the head of Al-Qarawiyin University, 
you can read a uh, hundred uh, astaghfirullah, a hundred Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad, a hundred la ilaha illallah in the morning and in the evening. You can do that as well. And you have, if this is easier for you, and you have ijazah to recite the wadifa uh, of Sidi Ahmad Zarruq, Safinat al-Najah, again from Sheikh Idris and from many other mashayikh. And if that's difficult for you, you have ijazah in the Qadri word, which I got from Sheikh Nasheikh Muhammad Haidara al-Jilani. Uh, he's, uh, he's the Sheikh of Dr. Omar Farooq. He gave me permission in the word and gave me permission to give the word. So I give you permission to recite the word, which is 200 hasbun Allah ni'mal wakil. Naam. Imam Haddad's word is al-word al-latif. Sidi, al-word al-latif and al-ratib. Uh, the ratib. If you are from Singapore, it's very common in Singapore. So you just Google al-ratib al-shahir, al-ratib al-shahir. And you will find it, inshallah, of Imam al-Haddad. As for the Qadri word of Sheikh Muhammad Haidar al-Jilani, you have permission to recite 200 Hasbun Allah wa Ni'mal Wakil and 200 Astaghfirullah al-Azim and 100 La ilaha illallah al-Malik al-Haq al-Mubin and 100 Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad. You can recite it once a day, you can recite it twice a day, as you wish, inshallah ta'ala. Whichever is easy for you, there is barakah in all of this. Taqabbal Allah minna wa minkum. Sidi Ferry is asking, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. For the journey of travel to Allah, for example, in word, shall it always be in constant increasing speed or it could be someone made slower, reduced to prevent from exhaustion? It can be seedy. A person might be relieved from heavy awrad and heavy duties to easier awrad. It varies, right? Will the travel always be going forward or it can go backward? No, it cannot go backward if it reaches a specific level. The fact that the person goes backward, it means he has not reached a, a station of fixation and establishment. But the person can go backward and keep going. Backward and keep going. And every time it's like a, a worm. It goes two centimeters and then it gain, goes forward three centimeters. So it has gained a centimeter at the end. How do we know when to prevent this? When a person person reach, reaches a level now Sheikh, please put put this dua in our hand that that you mentioned it is in your hand inshallah ta'ala it's in your hand spiritually it's in your hand you can you can all now close your eyes inshallah you can all close your eyes and say with your heart hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل 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 نستغفر الله العظيم 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 استغفر الله العظيم لا إله إلا الله الملك الحق المبين 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 اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم 
اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم and say all اللهم أعنا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك الله سبحانه وتعالى accept from all of you نعم speed in terms of quantity and quality in travel نعم سيدي there is Yes, there is speed and in quantity and quality can vary at certain times. Sister Noor Khairin, Barakallahu Fiqh Alaykum As-Salam, can Taraweeh be considered Qiyam, time of Dua before Fajr? As time differences between the end of Taraweeh and Fajr Suhoor is very short? Yes, inshallah. If it is late at the end of the night, you can make intention that it is your Qiyam as well. In the Madhab of Imam Malik, Rahimahullah, يجوز تعدد النيات على العمل الواحد. You can have more than one intention with one with one deed. So you can, for example, uh, if one of the sisters or some of the sisters have missed some days in Ramadan because of menses, uh, and afterwards they are going to fast the days of Shawwal, even though Malik rahimahullah ta'ala did not specify the days of Shawwal. He said it is an example given by the Prophet, not specific. So if you decide to fast some days in Shawwal, what you can do, you can make that with the two intentions. Intention first, intention should be firm. The intention of fulfilling, making up for the days that you have missed in Ramadan. And the second intention on the same day that you are doing the sunnah of fasting after Ramadan. Because it's the, in, Ma, in Malik's opinion, it's not fasting in Shawwal, it's fasting after Ramadan. Right? And when he said the hadith is min Shawwal, he said this is an example, not a specific uh, thing to Shawwal. Allah yibarik fiikum wa taqabbal minna wa minkum jami'an. Allah yibarik fiikum. May he subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you all and your families and may he subhanahu wa ta'ala save us from the fitna of dunya and akhirah. May he subhanahu wa ta'ala save us from the shaitan and his traps. Allahumma qina shabra shaitani wa shirkihi ya kareem. Insha'Allah we read the khatmu al-majlis. Naam. ربنا انفعنا بما علمتنا رب علمنا الذي ينفعنا رب فقهنا وفقه أهلنا وقرابات لنا في ديننا مع أهل القطر أنثى وذكر رب وفقنا ووفقهم لما ترتضي قولا وفعلا كرما وارزق الكل حلالا دائما وأخلا أتقيا علما نحظى بالخير ونكفى كل شار ربنا واصلح لنا كل الشؤون وأقر بالرضا منك العيون واقض عنا ربنا كل الديون قبل أن تأتينا رسل المنون واغفر استر أنت أكرم من ستار وصلاة الله تغشى المصطفى من إلى الحق دعانا والوفاء بكتاب فيه للناس الشفاء وعلى الآل الكرام الشرفاء وعلى الصحب المصابيح الغرار اللهم اهدنا بهداك واجعلنا ممن يسارع في رضاك ولا تولنا وليا سواك ولا تجعلنا ممن خالف أمرك وعصاك وحسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم يا ربنا اعترفنا بأننا اقترفنا وأننا أسرفنا على لظا أشرفنا فتب علينا توبا تغسل كل حوبا واستر لنا العورات 
وآمن الروعات واغفر لوالدينا رب ومولودينا والأهل والإخوان وسائر الخلان وكل ذي محبة أو جيرة أو صحبة والمسلمين أجمع أمين رب اسمع فضلا وجودا منا لا باكتساب منا بالمصطفى الرسول نحظى بكل سول بالمصطفى الرسول نحظى بكل سول بالمصطفى الرسول نحظى بكل سول صلى وسلم ربي عليه عد الحب وآله والصحب عداد طش السحب والحمد لله في البدء والتناهي سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين في كل لحظتنا بدا عدد خلقي ورضا نفسي وزنة عرشي ومداد كلماته Brother Uthman Habib is asking will the certificates be sent to us if you email us your email inshallah we will make an electronic certificate I'll ask Sidi Misbah who is one of the students here and he's a big sheikh mashallah to make it and uh, to uh, to email it to us inshallah and we'll email, uh, we'll email it to all of you so if you email us your, uh, your email send us your email and your name as you wish to have it in the certificate Sidi Shadeb is asking one final question uh, the, the word of Imam Zarruq, it is called Safinatun Najah or Al Wadifa of Imam Ahmad Zarruq. Barakallahu alaykum, Sister Uzma. So it's called Al Wadifa Zarruqiya of Sidi Ahmad Zarruq. You can find it online or in Arabic it's called Safinatun Najah Liman Ilallahil Tajah. Safinatun Najah Liman Ilallahil Tajah. And you will find that it is very, very close in its structure and the ayat that is in there uh, to Imam Al Haddad. Subhanallah, I have in my library quite a, a big number of copies, about 14, 40 copies or something of uh, Safinat al-Najah. It's a very small booklet. I would have sent it to you, uh, but inshallah ta'ala you will find it online. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Muhammad wa alayhi wa sallam, sallam, subhana rabbika rabbizda al-nasifun, wa salamun ala al-mursaleen, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Assalamu alaykum, see you next week, inshallah. Assalamu alaykum.